Hello and welcome back to this special series of podcasts from Seven Vineyard on our series What the Gospel Means to Me. My name is Bern Leckie and I'm joined by a special guest today, Caleb Peterson. How are you? Good to see you, Bern. I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Glad you could be here. Yesterday, uh, you came to Seven Vineyard to share thoughts about what the gospel means. You can grab it from the Bible and there are things that it is but then there are also things that it appears to be differently and ways that it affects us differently and and i certainly noticed that when jesus chats with people to share good news with them it always sounds a little bit different like like he's meeting people where they are does that sound sensible to you absolutely yeah so i want to find out more about you and and how your background and how your life experience has ended up connecting with your faith and, and what it is you want to share today. Sure, yeah. So I think probably going back, growing up in the vineyard times of renewal in the sort of 90s where the Toronto blessing was happening and everyone anywhere, it seemed, was able to access the power of God in, in quite a profound way. I don't know if you were around for that time in Vineyard Burn, but I, you know, that's kind of when I was a young kid. And for me, that was such a formative time of growing up, being surrounded by people who were hungry and seeking after God and actually seeing the physical outworking of God's presence was normal, you know, and on many fronts, you know, the miraculous was happening in many ways across almost any time we gathered or outside of meetings, in meetings, on the streets. And so that, that's kind of been the, you could say, the bread that I ate. And this is, this you know, the thing that um, set me on a course to have faith in a deep way and to to believe that the works of God are for today. So just for anyone who's not familiar with that time, I'm guessing there'll be people listening who, who relate to that and go, oh, yeah, I can picture it. But what kinds of things do you have in mind that seemed like power that seemed like god was doing stuff what did you see i think in that time it was quite different to possibly what we might what we're experiencing in charismatic evangelical churches today where we, we experience something of like an encounter with god's presence that is a a sweet gentle time and you might be moved to um realize that god loves you in this time that was happening, but it was almost happening in kind of a multiplied way where it actually began to be impossible or almost impossible, I would say, for people to come into the space and not and for everyone to not have an encounter with God's presence. I think the time we're in right now is where individually some people here and there, there's pockets of it are encountering God's presence um, in significant ways. But in this time, it was just en masse. So you'd come into a space where, you know, we, where we were worshiping and it, it almost, like I said, it almost seemed impossible that everyone would encounter God's presence. And there was, there was healings, people's bodies were being healed, physical manifestations, like very visible signs of God's presence coming. Um, and yeah, and there was a lot of joy and I think there was a lot of freedom and joy and a lot of kind of physical expression of, wow, something else is going on here more than I've just showed up to worship and I'm lifting my hands and singing along like something else is going on here that is in a sense um out of outside of our control whereas I think maybe today we we at least in the last I don't know let's not give it a time frame but you know it's it's, it's possible to go to a church and to see that um happening in some in some corners or in some pockets some people are really engaged 
but it's the kind of my memories, my early memories of like our rooms full of, you know, 50 or hundreds, depending on which meetings, but like everyone is engaged. Everyone is radically encountering God's presence. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. Uh, I think back to times of meetings like that, when I first encountered, I, I guess what you think is unmistakably something going on that people didn't kind of set up for themselves. Um, oddly, I think my first experience of that was in a Roman Catholic church in the 1980s, uh, where once a month uh, in a church in Moseley in Birmingham, they had a charismatic mass and people would come along and be kind of physically knocked over um, as as people were prayed for and, and someone would lay a hand on them and then they just kind of go ah, and laugh or or just sort of not know how to control themselves and and you, you get to the front and where normally there was this kind of orderly line of people queuing up to receive a little wafer uh from the from the priests for communion you just found a whole heap of bodies like like you'd have to be stepping over them and some people would be there like lying there and people would be praying for them and and there'd be like you know words and languages that you didn't understand and 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 things like that and uh, i i guess it was a surprise to see that in any church but particularly a roman catholic church uh it, you know it's hard i think a lot of people who had those experiences localize it to their church or, or, or particular places where they believe or well, God must have been here with us. Um, but no, I think there was quite a really widespread amount of Yeah, that. it was. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think in that in that time of renewal, the Spirit of God was, it seemed, like I said, it was it almost like the veil was thinner. And mm-hmm. I, um, Dallas Willard talks about these like thin spaces, you know, and I felt like, like I was saying, like in, right across the church, um in the world there was there was this thin space that had kind of been opened up and it, it was easy and people were able to access the presence and the power of god and he was moving um like i say in ways where even if you were maybe resistant you you couldn't deny that there was something more going on um and people were surrendering themselves to him there was obviously a lot of deep maturing and growth and repentance and all the good things that come when God's presence comes um, happening. Um, so yeah, it was a beautiful time. And I think for me, that's kind of been really formative in terms of what I know as normal and what I long for us to move in regularly in terms of encountering God's presence and always creating space for his presence as, as the central thing that we do as a church. Hmm. So just take, just remind me, how old were you when you remember that time most vividly? I'm like, at that point, I'm sort of 10 years old. Ah. Yeah. So this was formative. This is normal life as far as you're concerned. Yeah. Yeah. How did that strike you as like how different the church and the rest of the world were then? Did you only see this happening at church or were there other places where you were seeing God at work in visible ways? Yeah, I think... What was so beautiful is that because God was, it seemed like when when the church gathered, it was there was a, this ease of entering God's presence, and He was doing the miraculous, and it was like it really just seemed very accessible. So the natural overflow began to be very obvious, and I I remember lots of testimonies and people sort of talking about, oh, God started to do this in a coffee shop, or God did this in the park, or at work with a colleague, or and He was moving in that way. So, um, 
yes, it was in some senses insular and contained to the people of God having a good time. But there were definitely people being added, absolutely. And there was definitely justice, the kingdom coming in um, places outside of the gatherings. Yeah. So I'm interested. How would you have explained, when you were a bit older than 10, and maybe having friends who were, some of them in those circles had seen this a lot, and some who'd not seen it or or, or didn't know what to make of the, what they'd heard about it, how would you explain it to them? Or what would you tell them about it? Well, to use the old classic um, vineyard definition would be to talk about um, like an increase in the voltage of power on a on a circuit that is not used to that. And so it begins to be kind of visible in the physical. And it's, God is obviously the power and he was meeting his people powerfully. And it's like, if you look at the old kind of Jewish um, framework of the Holy of Holies in the tent, you know, the the priest would have a rope tied around their waist or their leg, I think it was, to in order to go near the presence of God. And so, you know, we're talking about a, 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 like a framework now where it seems like it's a thin space and God's presence is very obviously evident. And, we, you know, in that time, there was there was also other some other like quite bizarre, crazy things like people reporting rubies and gold dust and all kinds of things coming out of which seemed like just all heavenly and mystical happening and so we, it did really seem like we we had we were accessing the presence of god except we sort of physically manifested that in ways and people manifested that in ways that almost was like this is too much to hold so i guess if i was explaining to someone the 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 charismania or the manifestations the signs is is often just because of the glory of god and he is just so magnificent and so so much more than we are and so there's this kind of clash of these two worlds and it's and it's it's a good clash in that sense of like wow we just realize who he is and 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 the glory the wonder the power of his being because we've come close to him okay so i'm imagining that i'm one of your friends at this point maybe you know in your early 20s or something and i like getting on with you and you and and i like hearing your stories about what happens in your church but my my reaction is more along the lines of i'm trying to fit this into what how i think the world works you know and and if i don't believe in god my reaction is oh yeah well i've yeah i've heard of stories of people you know who think they see x y and z and i've got a friend who was uh you know went to a, a a faith healer and uh, and they started feeling much better when they started to believe in themselves. Yeah, I think that's that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you that you're that you're seeing all that. Um, would you tell me anything else, or would you offer anything else to me about where you think this power is coming from? Yeah, I think um, obviously there is always going to be skeptics in any in any um, thing that the church is doing because there's there is warfare going on and there's opposition, and so unbelief is is one of the biggest roots. Uh, around that we wrestle against in terms of like our fallen state and so um yeah i think that for me what's been beautiful about worship environments being the being the the thing that we present or we hold openly to the churches to say we are coming before jesus who is worthy of worship and in his presence as we worship him things begin to unfold and happen. So when I would invite this person in who might be skeptical or might sort of say, I'm not interested in that, um, I would say, well, 
come into the space and 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 potentially while worship is happening you may experience uh encounter with the divine and i think for most people that i've ever spoken to that is often what happens is that there's a there's something that they sense and you you can't put that necessarily on the tin you know you can't sell that and say hey this is these are these are the three steps that are going to happen for you but very often when someone comes into a worship environment they do encounter the holy spirit um and that like i said in the 90s that looked like very extreme or maybe like you know wild times and there's been lots of times since the 90s too where that's happened since other thin spaces but um even if it is a more contemplative environment like you talked about the roman catholic experience okay that was in the 90s but like if you went in there today and it was more liturgical i think even there an encounter with the holy spirit through you know contemplation and the liturgy and it's the exact same power of god that we're encountering and so yeah like i said i think you would i'm always just like come come along come along that would be my kind of my my response to this person come along and just be around and then let's kind of look at how jesus did it often it was like let's explain possibly unpack and look at scripture together and work out and give a give some framework for what you might have experienced rather than trying to like give them 10 reasons to, you know he has the 10 does the foundation of what's going to happen for you um and we see Jesus doing that all the time. You know, he first prays for someone and then he says to them, you know, your sins are forgiven. And he preaches the gospel to them and he explains it to them. And, um, but there's first been an encounter. So I think that is, that's always been my, my go-to. I'm, I'm not saying it's the only way at all, but it's definitely how I lean and just, yeah, come along, come experience God's presence. And, and then I'm just prayerfully hoping they do. Interesting. Yes. I, it reminds me of my, my grandmother who was really um, uh, didn't didn't feel that she was a uh, called to any kind of mission, uh, but but she would tell anyone about how bowled over she was in the presence of God in this Roman Catholic church that that she brought me up to 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 go to regularly, and it was clearly real for her. Yeah, I say real for her. I mean, she would share it as this is reality. She this is what she's experienced and encountered, and it is amazing. I think you're you're right to just sort of invite people to ex- experience that for themselves and and see what reality they find there. So so once you get into then saying what the gospel is to someone who's maybe you know stepped into the presence of God and seen what people do and they're not quite sure what to make of it all. What's what's the what's the doorway? What's the way in to starting to kind of hear what, what what Jesus shared with people about that. Yeah, I think um, just sort of connecting with, with what you just said, I do believe that the church's mandate is that we owe the world an encounter with Jesus. I think it was something that Bill Johnson said in that way. And I um, I really think like at the center of everything we do, our, our, our vision statements, our mission, our praxis, all of it is, should be around how can we enable opportunities or how can we create spaces and moments and for people to encounter the presence of God? Because when you encounter the presence of God, you are radically changed. Um, so yeah, to talk about the gospel for me, that is, that's what, that's what happened personally. And that is, I think the, the ongoing example we see in scripture is that you encounter Jesus. And like, as Paul says, you know, you, we behold in a mirror, all the possibility of who we were born to be 
And so there's a sense of like in Jesus, we see the fulfillment of our potential selves as much as we see a wonderful creator, a God, a kind, just loving God. And so like you have this encounter with Jesus who is perfection personified and it makes you look inward and go like something in me connects with that. Something in me resonates with who he is. And um, there's a, there's a wonderful kind of exchange, a mystical exchange that happens between that, that experience we have of him and what it makes us question about ourselves. And in the, in the ideal way, if you're, if you're, if you've been, shared the theology correctly i say without any like condemnation or any weird shaming there's just a sense of like wow i i'm being drawn up i'm being like called up to the higher me to the me that is in the imprint in the blueprint of jesus and so there's not any kind of like yeah the grid is the grid the grid is actually really light you just kind of get lifted to going hey actually i was i'm wonderfully made in the image of this person jesus so that's the gospel in a very kind of light Broadway, I would say, but it's it's rooted in encounter. We regularly encounter him and are reminded of who he has made us to be or who he desires us to be. And it's it's from you know from his presence that we 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 live, move, and have our being. It's like it's all in him. You know, so it's right, he's at the center of of everything that we are pursuing really in our lives. And uh he's at the center of of our hopes and dreams because he is the the author of those things. And so we don't always live like that, if I'm honest, you know, but the, in those times of remembering and of like resetting, you go, yes, okay, exactly. And that's effectively what repentance is. It's just to being, being reminded. And the, the classic scripture that talks about it, the kindness of God moving us to repent. And a repent is like such a foreign concept in our times, but let's use the word, let's use the phrase, change our minds, you know, the kindness of God makes us change our minds, you know? So because you experience kindness that feels so far-fetched, like, you know, otherworldly, you go like, well, something else must be true, you know? Hmm. Just going back to those stories of of God moving powerfully in our, in a, you know, amongst us and in South Africa having load shedding where the grid is um, oversubscribed and undersupplied and there's not enough power. And I feel like as a church, this is something that we need to be really holding ourselves to and to saying, Hey, we are, we are a set apart people who are called to operate in the, in the gifts of the spirit. And um, what happens in South Africa, what's happened in South Africa is everyone's kind of gotten used to the fact that the electricity supply comes and goes. And I feel like in the church, we need to be careful of this. We need to, we need to watch out for it because the power of God, the presence of God, the, um, encounter with god is is really what we are about we're people of encounter so yeah i hope that's kind of not too preachy burn <laughs> i don't think so i think what what i'm hearing from you is that you've got this experience of seeing power from god in really visible ways that maybe you know we don't see every day or even every sunday uh these days but on the other hand it's giving you a faith it's giving you a faith that there's whatever we're seeing now that seems maybe on and off sometimes, there's a constant power. And mm. and I guess rather than trying to convince people who don't believe it about that, uh, what I hear from you is, a, is an invitation to just come into the presence of God and see what happens. Does yeah. that sound right? 
yeah. in the last couple of chats we've we had people i've asked um what how people can pray for you but i just want to twist that round this time and ask you how you would pray could you pray now for someone who might be listening not not sure what to make of any of that not sure whether to uh you know accept an invite to go along to a church because maybe it all sounds a bit weird or <laughs> or um well, yeah, how, how how would you encourage someone or maybe pray for, pray for someone who's wondering whether or not um well, what to make of all this sure well, let me pray yeah so holy spirit i pray for anyone who might be listening right now that you would draw them with your kindness towards yourself and any any historical pain hurt that they might have to, from um system structures people in the church that has kind of clouded the view that they have of who you are jesus would be removed and there would be a freedom on them to seek you out so i pray that you would yeah you would enable a fresh pursuit of you jesus and you in 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 your fullness and yeah i just i just bless everyone who's listening and um and their connection with you jesus that they would not only have a kind of a head faith but they would have a heart and and a spirit a live spirit faith that is one in relationship with you that is not just doing the things out of head knowledge but is really walking in step with you god and um and is trusting you to do the works that you've called us to do so yeah i just bless everyone who's listening in the name of jesus and uh lead them also to places where they can find you and meet with you jesus amen amen thank you for spending time sharing that caleb and uh thank you for listening i hope you can join us again next time and if you fancy rocking up to one of our churches or just joining us online you're always welcome we'll see you soon